0: Our scripture this morning comes from the first book of Chronicles, chapter 11, verses 1 through 9. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then all Israel gathered together to David at Hebron and said, See, we are your bone and flesh. For some time now, even while Saul was king, it was you who commanded the army of Israel. The Lord your God said to you, It is you who shall be shepherd of my people Israel, you who shall be ruler over my people Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron, and David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. David and all Israel marched to Jerusalem, that is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. The inhabitants of Jebus said to David, You will not come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, now the city of David. David had said, Whoever attacks the Jebusites first shall be chief and commander. And Joab, son of Zeruah, went up first, so he became chief. David resided in the stronghold, and therefore it was called the city of David. He built the city all around from the Milo in the complete circuit. And Joab repaired the rest of the city. And David became greater and greater for the Lord of hosts was with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever worked so hard for something in your life or waited for something for so long that it just never seemed it was going to happen? Maybe it was learning to ride a bike when you were a kid, or or waiting to get your driver's license, or or to graduate from high school. Maybe it was working to get a a business off the ground, or to make a certain amount of money, or or to make it to retirement, or even just your next vacation. It could have been waiting to find that person with whom you could spend the rest of your life, or, or waiting to finally have children. Maybe it was waiting for your college student to come home for the holidays or or waiting for them to finally go back. Or maybe it was just waiting for Christmas Day to finally get here and it just never seemed like it was going to arrive. Whatever it is, waiting is never easy for us, especially in our instant gratification society that has duped us to believing that we ought to have anything and everything we want whenever we want it. And because we have believed that lie, we tend to become a bit testy when we cannot get what we want or when we are forced to have to wait. I'm sure that waiting did not come very easily for David either. After all, it had now been years since God had promised him through the prophet Samuel that he would become king over all Israel. During that time, he had often been in great danger from the tyrant King Saul who hunted him. David had been lonely and desperate, hungry and on the run. It must have seemed like he was never going to become king. But all that time waiting had taught David some important things. It taught him how to think about other people and their needs and not just himself. It taught him to be a a gracious and humble leader who was generous to his people. But most importantly, it taught him to put his trust in God who always keeps his promises, if not always in the way or in the time that we expect. But after many years and many tears and a lot of prayer, King Saul was finally gone and David's long wait for the throne was coming to an end. But as is often the case with kings, things got a bit messy after King Saul died. David's own southern tribe of Judah immediately made him their king But there was still one son of King Saul named Ishmael, who was still alive, having not been killed in the battle against the Philistines like Saul had. And the commander of Saul's army, Abner, immediately took Ishmael and declared him to be king over all the northern tribes. And thus ensued a period of political intrigue and hostility, murder and revenge between the supporters of David, and the house of Saul, resulting in many casualties, including one of David's own nephews. But eventually, both Ishmael and Abner were assassinated, much to David's chagrin. And so finally, all the tribes of Israel came to David, and they came to anoint him to be king over the entire nation, Israelites and Judahites northerners and southerners, republicans and democrats, rich and poor, young and old. I'm sure it must not have been easy for the northern tribes to accept David as their king, even though they were part of the same family. For oftentimes family feuds are the hardest for us to overcome. And let's be honest for a minute. It never feels good when our side loses, right? Whether it be our king or our political candidate or our position on an issue or our favorite sports team. And it takes a lot of maturity and a lot of humility for us to let go of our disappointment in losing or our smugness in winning and work graciously together for the common good, something the folks in Washington, D.C. seem to have never figured out. Of course, the church hasn't always done a whole lot better either. For too often, we have insisted that the church always go where we want it to go, that it has to support what we want it to support, that our position or our preference must win the day. And that attitude has Splintered the Church of Jesus Christ into hundreds of denominations and pierced countless congregations through the heart, resulting in many casualties. It's also an attitude that has resulted in congregations that are welcome for only Judahites or only Israelites, as they become unable to receive or to work with or to give grace to those with whom they disagree forgetting that we are all part of the same family serving the same king. Well, now that the people of Israel and the people of Judah were able to set their differences aside, they came and anointed David to be king over them all, acknowledging that they were family after all of the same flesh and bone, the people of Israel Come to David, and they say to him, For some time now, even while Saul was king, it was you. It was you who commanded the armies of Israel. The Lord your God said to you, It is you who shall be shepherd and ruler over my people Israel. It has always been you. Have you ever had one of those moments in life where you realize something that you had missed before but that now suddenly seems so obvious? I remember when I was wrestling with my sense of call into ministry, I was as confused and terrified as I could be. After all, I would spent my entire life insisting it is the one thing I would never do. But then one day Rebecca said to me, you know... Ever since I've known you, you've been so passionate about Jesus and about the Bible, and and you're good at explaining things to people. It just kind of makes sense." I thought about what she said, and and I looked back over the years and, and realized that even while I was living as a prodigal son and running far from my Heavenly Father, the hand of God had been moving in my life, guiding me, providing for me, preparing me for this calling. And it was as if the light bulb suddenly came on. Now, I suspect that something like that must have happened for the people of Israel as well. For as they looked back over the years, they realized that even though Saul had been the one sitting on the throne, it had been David all along. It was David who defeated Goliath. David who led the armies of Israel to great victories against their enemies, David about whom the people had written songs. It was David who had acted as their shepherd, leading them, providing for them, singing to them, protecting them from their enemies, even while he was in hiding. It had always been David. And at long last, the The Israelites are finally able to see David for who he really was, the anointed one of the Lord, their shepherd from Bethlehem, who by the unbreakable promise of God was finally becoming king of all Israel. Of course, that meant that for a long time, they had been serving the wrong king. and the consequences had been disastrous, for there were many casualties. The truth is, many of us spend so much of our lives serving the wrong king. I mean, it's so easy to do. There there are so many from which to choose, right? Career success, status, popularity, politics, fashion, wealth, money, self. Oftentimes we we go from one to the next desperate for one who will give us what we want when we want it. These false kings are always jealous and demanding. And they will even go to war with one another, vying for supremacy in our hearts, and serving them will always result in a lot of casualties in our lives, just as it did for Israel. For there is but one king who can sit on the throne in our lives and not destroy us, and that is Jesus the Christ the anointed one of the Lord, our good shepherd from Bethlehem, who came that we might experience joy and purpose in life beyond just making money or achieving success or being the prettiest or the smartest or the most popular or the best. For those are jealous masters who are never satisfied, always demanding more, but offering so little in return. And if you choose to serve them, your heart will always be divided and at war. But like David, Jesus will never force his way onto the throne in your life. No, he too will wait patiently until you come to the realization that it has been Jesus all along. Since before, you were even born. Jesus has been dying for you to have an abundant life. Jesus has watched over your life, life like a shepherd. It is the hand of Jesus that has guided your life. Jesus is the one who's provided all the blessings in your life you cherish most. Jesus The one who laid down his life for you, that you might have life and have it abundantly, not just after you die, but right here and right now. It has always been Jesus. And he is the only king who can bring all of the warring factions of your heart together in peace. And it is Jesus alone who can show you your true identity. Notice, it was only after the the northern tribes acknowledged that David was their king that they were able to remember who they really were, of the same flesh and bone as Judah, part of the same family. And it's only when you realize that Jesus is the true king in your life that you'll become clear about who you really are. You see, we keep thinking that our identity comes from our job, or our success, or our wealth, or our sexuality, how we look, or how we feel, or who we vote for. After all, that's what our culture keeps telling us. But it's all a lie. None of those things define who you are. Your identity comes from the God who created you in His own image. Who came to earth and lived a human life that He might have a relationship with you. The God who died on the cross to set you free from the power of sin and the fear of death. And who claims you as His own in the waters of baptism. And that identity is revealed in Jesus Christ, the Word of God made flesh. Who declares that you are not just a consumer or an achiever, or an addict, or a victim. You are the beloved sons and daughters of the Heavenly Father, heirs of God's kingdom, joint heirs with Christ, created for a purpose. That's who you are. It's who you've always been. And only when you come to believe that will you ever truly experience peace in your life, free from all the whims and the wars of the jealous tyrants battling for control of your heart. But first, you're going to have to choose which king you are going to serve. Well, now that the people of Judah and Israel had chosen David as their king, the first thing he does is to go establish a new capital for his kingdom. You see, if he had chosen a city in either Judah or Israel, the other would have felt slighted and would have never accepted it. So instead, he went up against the Jebusite city of Jerusalem and the gates of the city could not stand against him. It was a brilliant move, not only because it was a neutral location, but it placed his throne right at the center of his kingdom. And if you will place the throne of Jesus at the center of your life, refusing to serve the false kings who offer nothing but empty promises, Then not only will you discover who you really are, but you will also come to realize the truth that it has always been Jesus in your life. Since before you were even born, Jesus was dying to give you an abundant life filled with hope, peace, joy, and love. And He's been waiting for you because it is you that He has wanted all along. It has always been you. If you are ready to lay down your weapon, And to place the throne of Jesus at the center of your life and acknowledge Him as your one true King. Then not even the gates of hell can stand against you.